Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. Good morning. Thank you. Please, please take a seat. Oh, it's bright up here. Can you see me? I can't see you. You are out there, aren't you? Good. Thank you, Lord. Who knows, the, the power of worship is, it just changes the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere. I, I've, I've really loved this series around living a worshipful life. And there was something, I think, uh, when Toby led that, that one back in the middle of October, he talked about worship being a spiritual connection, not based on emotions. And that's really what it is, isn't it? It's that. And I, you know, it, it feels to me like I've just been almost the, 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 the word for today has been building up over the weeks. It's like things that, that Jane brought, which is around the circumstances of what you're facing might not change, but you change inside when you worship, when you bring the worship, the, that whole thing about carrying the stones in our lives. The thing that Colin did about building the walls and the pebbles and the stones that build up. So suddenly we're looking through this little narrow lens into our world. And what I'm going to talk about today, what the Holy Spirit, I believe, wants to bring is about the application of that into our places of work and indeed into the economy and the business life in this nation. Starting with us, but zooming out in in to what the Lord, what I believe the Lord is doing in this nation around reforming the economy and the business environment of this nation. And I believe we're on the, the leading edge of that. Um, maybe I, I should say a little bit more about myself for those of you who haven't met me before. Um, I work in a consulting company. I'm a director of a small consultancy. There are four of us who are co-owners and directors. It's, it's called Tricordant, but it's a company that is based on Isaiah 61. It's owned and run by Christians. Not everybody in the company is a Christian, but what we do is take the word of God and we apply it into the world of work. So our mission in life is about, if you like, taking Isaiah 61 and making that current for people. It's about making places of work, building places of work where people can flourish and live in the fullness of the, design, the, 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 the divine spark that God has put inside each and every one of us as a child of God. So that's a little bit about where I, where I come from, what my, my work background is. But I, I've talked about the power of worship and one of the things I, I love, we've been in this church for 24 years now, and I love the anointing of worship. I, there's lots of things I love about this church. But I love the anointing of worship that is on Kingdom Faith. It is a, there is a corporate anointing of worship that is, is a rare thing still. But it's a wonderful thing. It's a precious thing. And I've, I've seen that work in my life. I've seen how in worship, God has transformed situations. Um, 
those of you who know my, my kind of family and personal circumstances uh, will know the, the, the kind of journey I'm going through with my wife at the moment. But in worship, uh, and in fact, it was that, that session in mid, mid-October led by uh, Sarah and Toby, I was released from a spirit of grief. And there's a, um, it, it's like we can carry something emotionally and we can experience emotions because we're human. It's the stuff of life. But we do not have to be oppressed by a spirit. So I can grieve, but I don't have to be oppressed by a spirit of grief. And you can apply that in lots of different circumstances. We can apply that and we'll get to see what the Lord is doing and what the Lord is speaking to you later on about some of those spirits that actually govern our workplaces, govern our mindsets, govern the way that we think about our work, the way we think about the economy, the way we think about business. So I've seen that. I've seen (laughs) one of of, um, probably the more unusual things that has happened to me in worship is the Holy Spirit stopped me once and said, you do a tax a tax um, rebate. <laughs> Seriously, I was deep in worship and I heard the Holy Spirit say, or I heard a voice say, right? You're due a tax rebate. And I went, be quiet. <laughs> I'm worshipping. Just, you know, leave it out. And this voice would not let me go. Just kept saying to me, oh, You'd do a tax rebate. And I, I started to argue with it and say, no, that, that's not legal. What you're describing, I've thought about that and that is not legal. But it wouldn't let go. I, and it was, oh, okay. I'm going to check it out. I'll check it out with the Inland Revenue. I'm going to put everything before the Inland Revenue. I'm not having any, anything hidden in this. It's going to be no deceit. And then... I went back into worship. The voice just, the Holy Spirit, and it was the Holy Spirit, just went, good. So I got back into worship. I took all my stuff to the Inland Revenue. As I said, I, I, I was kind of thinking, this, this is not legal. I'm not due this at all. But I rang them. I put all my facts and figures in front of them. They gave me a rebate of £7,000. Right? So now I'm not promising you that later when we're in worship, (laughs) you're going to get words about tax rebates or or whatever. But it just, you know, when you enter the presence of God, extraordinary things can happen. Healing can flow. Release can flow from oppression of spirits, changing our mind. Sometimes it's that very thing that we resist it makes us go, oh, no, that's, I, I, don't, I don't need releasing from that. We resist it. That's the very point of your resistance is where you need the release and the healing. Now, um, this, this kind of work, world of work and, and business, the work, you may have heard me say before, if you've heard me talk about this stuff, is a divine mandate. Genesis 2.15 says, 
And the Lord took the man and put him in the, the Garden of Eden to work it and care for it. That was before the fall. Work is a divine mandate from the Lord. It's one of his fundamental design principles for each and every one of us. Now, what is, how do we define work? Work isn't necessarily just what we're paid to do. It might be, but you might be volunteering. You, you know, who's, who's raising a family and not in paid employment? <laughs> Plenty of folk, my guess. Now, don't tell me that's not hard work. <laughs> that is work. There may be people here who are actually not in work, but looking for work. Even the looking for work is working. If you're working at it with all of your heart, you're sincere, you want to find uh, the Lord's will for your, your work and your life. Now, a lot of you got families. Uh, one of my fond memories of, of, um, of our kids when they were growing up, I'd got, um, I'd, I've got three girls and they're all married now and all got their own families. But when um, my eldest daughter was, she was five, I think, and my middle daughter was two, they were, they were kind of sat together in, in, in the bedroom and they were doing something together, playing at a table. And I heard Alex say, the eldest, to Sam, you know, the, you, the way you have those throwaway phrases as parents, like, what on earth are you doing? Yeah. Um, Ali said to Sam, what are you doing on earth? I want to ask you that question. <laughs> Some of the deepest questions actually come out from our children, from the mouths of the innocent, don't they? And some of the hardest questions to answer are actually why. Doesn't that irritate you when your children keep saying, why? But mummy, why? Daddy, why? And they just keep going. And, you know, you find yourself just saying, because I say so. Because it's really a hard, and the reason you get into that is because it's such a hard question to answer. But I want to ask that of you. What are you doing on earth? Why has God brought you here? What is the divine spark that he's put in you? In your work, your call to business, whatever that might be. I think you've, um, within the, the business network we run, uh, the workplace business network we run in, in Ignite, there's some great stories there of people who, you just ask them that question, the why. What's the divine spark? How is it that your work glorifies God? So we've, uh, is he here, Bola, you around? No, he's not here, okay. So Bola Laffey, for example, You've heard him talk, maybe some of you have heard him talk, about he's an entrepreneur, but the work he does, the only things he will do is those that benefit people, animals, or the planet. That's a divine mandate. People, animals, and the planet. That's our guardianship of the planet. Um, there are other people who uh, run... Um, they might run software systems, stuff like that. There are people, I, I have friends in those kind of areas in business, and one of them has transformed the system of justice in this country. 
the way in which justice is conducted in the high courts of this country has come out from a divine spark that God put in, this, in the couple to create a business. Um, when you ask people, you know, all, all too often we've got our eyes down. We're looking down on our work. We're thinking, what, it is, what is it that I've got to do? What have I get through? What's my action plan? Blah, blah, blah. We need to look up and ask the Lord, actually, what is the purpose? How can I glorify you in what I do? And that will be about the spark that God gives to you. Um, I think in, in our case, in, in Tricordant, I mentioned, that's about creating workplaces that, or, or helping create workplaces where people can flourish and truly bring out that divine spark. They might not see it as that. You know, this is a, uh, we, may not ha we may not be able to be overtly Christian around that, but we're releasing people or helping releasing people from work that is sometimes no more than modern slavery. It's drudge. It's repetitive. It's just, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's not flourishing work. Our heart is to help people, organizations and companies create workplaces where people can flourish. I believe that's a kingdom purpose. And that's part of the vision that we have in Ignite. Um, and I see uh, building up in other networks around the country, around business. That's part of the heart is restore the kingdom of God into our businesses and our workplaces so that the spirit of God can work in his children. Yeah. Now, the... Um, the word, there's a Hebrew word, avodah. And the word means three things in Hebrew. It means work. It also means worship. It almost also means service to God. Work, worship, and service. They are work and worship in God's design are intrinsically connected. Work became toil and labor when, after the fall. With the fall, that's where work became toil, sweat, hard work. But work as a divine purpose is God-given. So I want to look. Anybody noticed? I've got a book. I've gone old school. I haven't got any slides or anything like that. Using old school. Go, can you go with me just to Colossians 3.23, please? Well, if we start with Colossians 3.22, slaves... Obey your earthly masters and everything. Now, the context there, you need to understand the context. The modern context would be about employees and bosses. Yeah? Slaves, employees, obey your earthly masters, your, your, your bosses. It might be your MD. It could be your chief executives. It could be the founders of those businesses. It could be anything. And do it not only when their eye is on you, 
and to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it's the Lord Christ you are serving. Right? It is the Lord Christ we are serving in our workplaces, in our businesses, in the voluntary work that we do, in the work that we're looking for. It's the Lord God uh, that we are serving. One of, one of the things um, I think, it, Jane, you, you talked about was worship in challenging circumstances. You know, life, life is, is not a breeze. Um, in workplaces, in businesses, life is not a breeze. Life is just generally not a breeze. But part of my take on that is, well, you know what? We wouldn't need faith if it was, would we? We'd get really comfortable with the whole thing. Would we really seek God if we get too comfortable? So what I'd like to take you to now is um, 2 Chronicles 20, 21 to 26. Now, remember that point from earlier. The circumstances might not change in worship, but we do. Right? So the situation that we've got here in 2 Chronicles 20 is Jehoshaphat is, is in a bit of a bind because the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Meonites are all coming to make war on Jehoshaphat. And, and the word is clear in, in chapter 20. Jehoshaphat, just Jehoshaphat was alarmed. You know, he wasn't, ah, no, this will be fine. He, he, you know, they went in to seek the Lord. He was alarmed, but he went to seek the Lord. And later on in um, chapter 20 then, verses, bah, 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 let's start here. Verse 20. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. Now, the background of this is they've got the army ready to go out. The Lord has said, go out to meet the uh, Moabites and the Ammonites and the Maonites. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army. The worshippers went out at the head of the army. They went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord. For his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. The Israelites didn't lay a hand on them. The Lord did it. The Israelites worshipped 
the Lord. They sent out the worshippers at the head of the army. So when we face stuff, as we do in our workplaces and our businesses, do we do so in worship first? Now, I've got to kind of get practical with it. Um, in, in our business world, you know, our, um, our work depends on our pipeline. We work in consultancy. So we, we've got to have the client work coming through. And there was a point um, just a few years ago where the work wasn't coming through. The, the pipeline was drying up. We were coming to the end of a number of pieces of client work. The pipeline was drying up. And one morning, I was, I was at home. I was praying, you know, come on, Lord, what's going on here? And he took me to Isaiah 54, if I can turn you there, to Isaiah 54 for a moment. And it says, sing, O barren woman. You who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who are never in labor. So that was the Lord's word for me around that. Um, around this, this, this thing with our, you know, suddenly the, the work was drying up. And so I kind of, you know, I was at home and I thought, okay, <laughs> I hope nobody's listening. <laughs> and I just, I, I stood up, I raised my arms, I started worshipping the Lord over, and singing over this barrenness in our pipeline. Now, on the, um, that was on a, a Monday morning. And the Friday evening before, I'd been kind of uh, on that Friday, bringing a, a good piece of client work uh, that had come to a particular stage end. And the client was saying, yeah, we're going to need more of you. And then on the Friday, I'd got, uh, actually, we're not. <laughs> it was kind of, oh. Um, that was on the Friday before this, this Monday morning. So I sang over the, the barrenness of our pipeline. Within seven days, we got three new contracts in the company. And the client who the previous Friday had said, uh, no, we don't need you anymore, emailed me and said, oh, by the way, we were wrong. We do. Can you come back straight back in, please? And it was like, oh, my Lord, there you go. You know, just three new contracts because I sang and praised the Lord and worshipped him over the barrenness of our business situation. Now, you've got to, you know, that, I, I don't offer that to you as a formula around Isaiah 54. What I offer it to you is seek the Lord about what he wants you to do because his answers in each and every situation are usually different. What might have worked well once might work again. It might not. And it might not because he's asking you to listen. He's asking you to listen and hear from him about what he wants in that specific situation. When, um, when Colin was um, preaching, he was talking about the about relationships, and he talked about Romans 
12. And I'd like to take you there for a moment. Remind us of Romans 12. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What I believe God wants to do this morning is renew our minds about our work at our personal level, but I believe also he wants to renew our minds about what business means and the importance of the economy to this nation. Now, let me talk about that for just a few moments. I believe that if if you, you look back through Scripture and there is always a principle of trading in Scripture. Trading is built in as part of God's design, the way we do business with one another. Yeah? There is a trade going on. Jesus was a carpenter. He traded. Paul was a tent maker. He traded. So trade is not bad. But business has got a bad name. There was, um, I was reading some uh, research in Gallup just recently that confidence in leadership, in public service organisations and in government and in business are at historically low levels. That less than four out of ten people actually have any trust in the leadership, either politically, business-wise, or in public service, or whatever it might be, they are at historically low levels. Now, I say that's a massive opportunity for the church, a massive opportunity to model that is something completely different. And we are the church. We are the church in our workplaces, in our businesses. We have that opportunity to change the atmosphere Now, the economy, the importance of the economy fundamentally is it generates, through trade, it generates wealth into a nation. Without wealth into a nation, there are no public services. Unless we have taxation, corporate taxation on businesses, personal taxation through income tax, national insurance, etc., public services, the NHS, social services, do not exist. They go. You know, we've seen a lot happen through the period of austerity with the financial crash in the markets and the extent to which that has impacted on our social fabric through social services. So we have to understand that things like the health service, it doesn't come from a money tree. It comes from the generation of taxation in our nation. That's just one of those public services, as do all others. Yeah? It's the same in business. Unless you can trade, unless you receive income, you you fall. There are lots of organizations out there 
small, medium enterprises, indeed the same applies into charities, that if the cash dries up, and of course the Lord is our provider, but he chooses to provide very often through his people, right? The Lord is our provider, but if the cash dries up, they close down, they stop. Sad that might seem, but it happens. I know, we know in our own business that we might have the most wonderful vision for the world of, of work in which we work. But if our cash dried up, and the Lord's blessing is over the company, so this is not going to happen in faith. But if it dried up, we would have to close. That's what happens in business. So I believe there is a fundamental principle that God has built into our society, that a flourishing society, a society that cares, a society, by the way, that pays its tithe into its churches and gives into the ministries is dependent to a massive degree on the health of the economy. God's fabric, all right? Not man-made economy but God's vision of an economy. I believe that is what God is starting to turn around. So you might, you might be in a workplace, you might be in business, you may not. You may be retired, you may be a prayer warrior. I would encourage you to be praying into those areas of yes, of course, government, absolutely, but pray into the health of our economy. Pray that there would be righteous men and women of God who would be running our economy. I was hearing only yesterday the, um, uh, I, I, just to be careful because this is being recorded, the, uh, in Parliament, uh, somebody has literally just been appointed to a significant position of power who is a charismatic Christian. Okay? In the running of Parliament. And that's how God is, is, is kind of moving, positioning his people. But we want to see that in leadership of businesses, in leadership of public service organizations. If we look back many years, we've got lots of big brands out there that still exist, started in the 19th century. Cadbury's, Roundtree's, Unilever. Um, anybody ever heard of Hartley's Jam? Yes. Right. Well, they start, I, I love them because they started in Liverpool. <laughs> By the way, these are glasses, not glasses. <laughs> just, just checking. You've got your vowels right. So they started in Liverpool and their whole ethos was about caring for their workers. They were the initiation of the welfare state where business cared for the people. Business established the hospitals, the places of, of, of housing, they transformed places. Places like Bourneville in Birmingham still exist. 7,000 homes uh, were established in that place with temperance laws all around them, and they still apply. So I believe the Lord is actually recreating that in so many ways, and we need to get behind that in prayer. So there's something about a so what in all of this. Um, I believe we need to renew our minds, both at a personal level 
and at a, if you like, a zoom out level nationally. What is God doing around the economy, around businesses, around my work, my contribution to that? And I can go in. If I go in with a worshipful spirit, I change the atmosphere. I carry it with me. It doesn't matter that, you know, if you work in a hospital or in social services, that you're not allowed to pray for your clients and your patients. We're called to be salt and light. Let Jesus do the work. You take in the Holy Spirit. Let Jesus do the work where we go. Don't get down on yourself because you're not allowed to pray for the patient at the bedside. Please, you take the salt, you take the light. That's what you're called to be. So we need to change our mindsets around all of that. And what I'd like to do now is just in, in kind of closing, we're going to have a time of worship. And we're going to, I'm going to ask you to, to join in the worship. I'd like you to stand and close your eyes. When the guys get up here and kick off, and we're going to exalt the Lord. And in exalting the Lord, we're going to bring before him the things that he is bringing into our spirits about areas of relationships, for example. It might be your relationship with your boss. It could be a relationship with a colleague. Issues of healing. Issues of repentance. There may have been, think about that stuff that we've been talking about or in, in previous Sundays around holding the pebbles that grow into the bricks, that grow into the walls, the walls that we've built between us, between our, in our relationships with our colleagues at work. There may be something that you, um, is around the spirit of the place in which you work. It's almost like it's tangible, that it needs breaking off of that place, that spirit of the environment that how, be asking the Lord, how is it, Lord God, that you want me to chat, you want me to take you in and change the atmosphere in this place, Lord God, that it would glorify you, that it would glorify you, Lord God. How can I glorify you in my work as I exalt you, as I come with a worshipping spirit? Thank you, Jesus. As the Spirit brings things to your mind, to your heart, just come and fill the space that's down here. Just bring it before Him. Bring those issues before Him. Bring them in worship. Bring them in worship. Bring His, His, your Spirit, let your Spirit of worship over those relationship issues, over the business issues that you're facing. Lord God, just bring your spirit into those places. I'm minded of, um, of a story that is very recent. It, it's happened this week where a colleague, a friend of mine, he, he runs a business. He's one of three shareholders over that business. And his business partners have said, we want to sell this business. And they've been really aggressive into it. We prayed together. My, my friend was really hurt in this. He doesn't want to sell the business. He wants it to prosper. And he was really hurt in it. We prayed over it. Within four hours, he got an email back from his one of the other directors saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I realize I've put the money over our friendship and our relationship. I I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, I'm not going to put the money over our relationship. Let's talk this through. Let's get this sorted in the right spirit. So we thank you, Lord. So bring those things before Him. Just, just praise Him and worship Him and let Him speak by His Spirit into those issues that you're facing. They could be cash flow things in your business. They could be things that are just breaking down. I don't know where to go. I don't know what my why is. I don't know why you put me on this earth in the workplace, God. You might, I, it might be that the Holy Spirit is convicting you to change your mind, change your mindset about what you do, how you serve that person at the till, how you drive that bus or train, how you clean those offices, however it might be, how you code, how you serve your clients. We want that spirit of worship and excellence over all that we do. We give you praise and give you glory, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and we give you praise, Lord God. Just continue to do business with the Lord. Bring that, that spirit of worship, exalt Him over every situation. It doesn't matter what you work in, it could be the arts, it could be media, it could be business, it could be the economy, it could be education, it could be the family, it could be the church, it could be public services. Whatever it is, just exalt the Lord over your work. In Jesus' name, we give you praise and give you glory. And it strikes me if, if, if there's anybody here who doesn't know Jesus, but this is calling to you. That, that God is calling you. You've got this kind of thing on your heart that's maybe generated by that question, why, why, why on earth am I here? What am I doing here? Well, that's because God has brought you here and He wants you to know Him. He wants you to know the living Savior of your life, Jesus Christ. So if that's you, then, then come and have a chat with any of the guys at the front. Um, we'd love to meet you, love to talk to you. But please, each and every one of you, begin your work. Just soak your work, soak your workplace, your business in worship. Change the atmosphere where you are. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. And... Um, I, I, I was going to say something about this at the beginning, but completely forgot. <laughs> but um, I, my name happens to be on the cover, but actually it's a book I co-wrote with the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's called How on Earth Did That Happen? Now, if you, don't, if you haven't read it, then please get a copy. Um, they're on sale at the information point. But if there are also people who, who in your family or your friends that you think they need to understand they've got an obsession about their businesses, they've got an obsession about their work. It's almost like that absorbs their lives, but they haven't got space for Jesus. Then buy them a copy and give it to them for Christmas or something like that, buy them a gift. Now, the, uh, every pound, every penny that, that is spent on this goes to the Horsham Child Contact Centre. Give a shout out who's there from the Horsham Contact Centre who works yeah. there. You, brilliant work that you guys are doing and it's just a way of expressing how as a business we want to love what you're doing and give however modestly into what you're doing so 
If you buy a copy of that, buy two, whatever, all of the money that you spend on that will go into the Horsham Child Contact Centre. So praise the Lord and thank you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Bless you. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.